Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So this was actually kind of exciting. Um, uh, uh, a recent decision uh, by the VA. The LGBT- sorry. I'm sorry. Why are you laughing? Because you didn't sound you very excited. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> This is a Brent Sullivan exciting. We were like, this is exciting. Oh, okay. this is really right. exciting. You know what? You know what? You you sons of bitches. You sons uh, of bitches. Don't use that as an outtake reel. Um, no, it's it is it is very good news. Yeah, it is good news. Uh, so LGBTQ LGBTQ veterans who were given other than honorable discharges from the U.S. military uh, due to their sexual orientation um, during Don't Ask Don't Tell are eligible to receive full benefits. Uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs announced yes. on Monday. So I, of course, I didn't know this. I guess I remember, I, I, I remember thinking Don't Ask Hotel was a little bit more innocent than this, but, um, uh, but yeah, the policy obviously, um, the, you know, Don't Ask Don't Tell was introduced in 1993. It was very controversial um, and it was repealed 10 years ago. Um, an estimated 100,000 people were discharged from the U.S. military due to their sexual orientation overall, and including 14,000 uh, that were discharged under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. But Don't Ask, Don't, don't, don't Tell didn't require veterans be discharged dishonorably, yet some veter- veterans were given other than honorable discharges because of their sexual orientation, gender identity, or HIV status, which therefore made them ineligible for benefits, which is, that is, that, that really is abnormally cruel. Abnor- that's abnormally <laughs> cruel and thinking, like it's so easy to take, not take things for granted, I've said this a million times, but it's so easy to forget recent mm-hmm. history and the idea that, you, <laughs> that you're choosing to serve your country and like yeah. literally put your yeah. life on the line. And that if somebody found out that you like dated men and were a man or dated women and were a woman or quick, the idea that they could be like you're yeah. out is you're out of here well, is so so much of I mean, and, but not not just not just your uh, but i'll just say this real quick not just you're out of here but what you've done is what you've already done for us is isn't worth yeah. the benefits that we right. give everyone else which is and I so mean, many I, I i think of that as sort of like an, an additional 
Which is uh, why so many people, you know? yes. I mean, you know, so many people go into the military for the benefits, for the mm-hmm. career benefits, the the insurance yeah. benefits. I mean, there's lots of different benefits. The family benefits, there's a lot of fam- benefits that that the military service gives people. Um, but also, I mean, just a, just a little bit of the politics behind some of these early days of why this so mattered and why it was used often in an abusive way, was because of the reaction to President Bill Clinton. So President Bill Clinton ran on, you know, making it sort of open for LGBTQ people to serve, well, more so just lesbian, gay, and bisexual people to serve openly in the military. And then when he got Mm -hmm. in office, there was a lot of pushback from the brass about of not wanting to do this and no one in the military wanting to do this. And they pushed and they pushed and they pushed. And so this was a settlement. And because of that, over the years during his presidency, a lot of queer people in the military were sort of uh, subjected to really cruel treatment and and this kind of you know discharge because of Clint, a reaction to Clinton, them him not being their commander in chief. It was sort of like the the early days of sort of that mm-hmm. that the polarization of our politics and how the politics was used against yeah. these queer members of of the services. So, it right right. Um, you know, it, well, I was going to say, you you said earlier, uh, a lot of people joined the military uh, for the benefits. I just want to clarify that um, Elliot joined the military for other reasons, and he was only there for two weeks. It didn't last very long, so we won't get into that. Um, so that aside, uh, I mean, I also like to point out, because, yeah, Bill Clinton gets shit on a lot um, for Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And, I mean, look, whatever, I, you know, I guess there's a world in which I can understand there's critique to be leveled, but... Uh, what was it, uh, 17 years later when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed in 2010 under the Obama administration, only six Republicans still voted to yeah. repeal the bill. Only six. Yeah. That's insane. You know? That's yeah. insane. That's, but, that's, and that's, you know, four, that. Yeah, that's just yeah. wild. It's, and so, what, four years before gay marriage is legalized? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been like but three It shows you how yeah, quickly things like changed, uh, even over before, the years yeah. of Obama in terms of gay rights. I mean, it's it's kind of mind-boggling to look at the warp speed of progress we made just in the, yeah. the his eight years of his presidency it's kind of mind-boggling well what's funny is that um this is going to sound like i'm trying to um shoehorn this in but i was listening to your new podcast oh. h allen oh yes <laughs> oh. To- Wait, what's it, what is it called murder- what's it what's it what's it's it called, called again elliot the murder of robert one and Juan. it's on yeah. Juan. excuse me it's on audible but i was listening to it and you included it just to contextualize some of um mm. what was going on in the country around the time of this gruesome yeah. murder uh, well i guess it was less gruesome and just more confusing although it was gruesome enough for me to get faint um but Mm. you played a clip in the show from george w bush talking about trying to uphold laws to keep gay marriage from even uh, from from getting yeah uh, becoming uh the 2004 election was all about and it's 2004 Yeah. yeah. yeah And hearing him, I told Alan to put that in. I told him to put it in. <laughs> oh, you did? And he finally listened to me. Yep. But I know at 2004 is yes, like a while ago. But even, but being that being said, like listening to it transported me immediately back mm-hmm. to that place. And obviously, yeah. it helps to contextualize the murder. But more than and the and the cultural atmosphere. But I think a lot like the like thinking about don't ask, don't tell. I think it just takes you back to that moment immediately where it's like, oh, wow, they yeah. hate us. <laughs> they yeah. like are going out of their way to hate and they, us. Isn't, and, it, isn't it unbelievable how long ago 2004 yeah. feels now? I, mean, yes. I, I know this is like such a contrived thing to say. Yes, the passage of time, that's how it works, Brent. But like 
2004 like feels like a totally different yeah. world because yes. i've been really going obviously 9 11 the 20th anniversary was recently and like you Very know exciting for you <laughs> but like uh you know like people you know you're transported back to yeah. that time period sure. a lot i mean also the the anniversary. Those, if you think about the those 20 years right the 20 years but from 2011 september 11 until now really in in terms of U.S. history, there has never really been a twenty year period where it has been so intense, so polarized, so many I, different events that oh were on God. the scale of like a Pearl Harbor or a mass epidemic or a literally it, there there aren't the really nineteen twenty to nineteen forty is sort of those years for the U.S. as well, and we experienced that, and that's our adult lifetime. That is how when we became adults, and it's it's mind boggling yeah. to think about. It's a miracle. I didn't jump off a bridge. Well, uh, I'm glad in you did. 2006, not. out of fear of what fear was of what? coming, but no, it's it's, oh, um, it's out of fear of yeah. what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's it's very true. But I, I I've told this story before, but uh, I always talk about the time Michigan was trying to was attempting to pass a gay marriage ban in um, in 2004, and there there was a Michigan Michigan State <clears throat> football game in my hometown the Sunday before the election. So someone had the idea that we would line all the streets leading from the highways to the stadium with people holding signs that said, vote no on the gay marriage ban. And it was like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a symbolic gesture. And, you know, obviously there was a lot of people that were like, you know, folks don't know what it's about and this whole thing. So I went to like a meeting uh, like a couple days before, and then I showed up the day of, <laughs> Uh, to do this protest, I was with a friend and we were two of three people that showed up, period. Like, period. In, like, the rallying point. So then we were like, well, we have to do it. So we... Do you? Proceeded to go to... Yeah, we proceeded to go to, with our signs, we go. We went to um, a stretch of road where the cars were slowed down because the traffic is so intense during mm -hmm. football games. And we held our signs and we proceeded to get heckled so badly for like two fucking hours, oh, like the no. worst two hours of my life. Oh no. And because everyone was moving so slowly, it's just bumper to bumper traffic on football Saturdays. It was like people could heckle you for like two minutes at a time. So right, I was gonna say like the worst, the worst audience I think to try to like, you know, uh, <laughs> to preach, preach pro-gay politics to is potentially the worst possible audience is potentially yeah. rowdy yeah. football fans in traffic in on the traffic. way to a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So good it, on you it, for trying. Well, thank you. It ended up passing with 59.5% yeah. of the vote. And I think that's yep. all because of you and your two friends. <laughs> that's right. Not even joking. So our guest today, I actually have very one very important question to start off mm. our guest with today. It is Joe Baker Castle. Welcome, Joe. Hi. Hi. My first Joe question Castle, for Joe you, Castle, Joe. Joe Castle Baker. Yeah. Oh, did I not say that? No. Baker Castle. No, I said Baker Castle. Literally in my head. <laughs> I thought it might be on purpose. No, I don't know why. Wow, maybe that would be very passive aggressive. Didn't know if it. That was on. No, purpose. I thought yeah. I was thinking of it as a playful, a playful gesture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. and in fact, your name is like literally right in front of me. I can't believe right. I did that. Whatever. It's okay. My first question for you is, mm -hmm. and I think the internet probably would, on, would want to ask this as well, 
are you still edging? <laughs> um, to this day, um, I had to stop. My managers told me no more okay. edging. It's not good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Less oh edging God. content. Yeah. <laughs> that last video was I, so funny. Your your TikToks are they're so funny. I, I, I mean, I just there's no I, there's no way to make it sound sophisticated for the podcast, but they're well, just so funny. You. Thank you. I feel a little crazy making them. It mm. does. There's this kind of like maddening quality to making them, but it's it always it is gratifying to hear that people think they're well, funny. For, for anyone listening who maybe is not aware of your work, uh, the edging was a, was from one of your videos, one of the things you did, and you sort of take tropes of queer gay men, gay men specifically, and sort of uh, make them absurd, mm. if you will. Like, you take them to, like, the 10th degree and just go in a crazy direction. And one of them was you listing a list of things, and then you ended with you saying, and I was edging, I'm edging. And it just <laughs> it just felt like a very, like, you know, white gay thing that would happen. Yeah. So, like, where, where do you come up with sort of, I mean, are you just observing your friends and the ridiculous things that they do? Yeah, to a certain degree. And then it's other things where I just, like, see I don't know I like can't tell if it's like internalized homophobia that I'm it like definitely is. I mean it definitely okay. is <laughs> um <laughs> and then I just am kind of like making fun of gay people to a certain degree or yeah, mm-hmm. or it's some other more sophisticated like cultural critique I doubt it's that but um, <laughs> it's so fu- it's just so funny because like they I don't know, like coming up, I guess coming up during like the YouTube era, you know, comedy, at least then, was so sort of on the nose and didn't really dabble much in chaos. It just was kind of straightforward and it could be really sophisticated or not, you know, but there there wasn't much like in terms of even cringe. And now with Mm. someone like like your TikTok, it reminds me of like, um, Meg Stalter and Grace Kulenschmidt and Patty Harrison, like these front-facing stuff that is so, it's almost like so niche, but it does have broad appeal, even if you don't fully get it. But even I look at it and I'm like, God, it's like, I can't, like there, there must be a, yeah, like you're explaining, there must be some sort of pressure to creating content that is so... I mean, I hate saying it's avant-garde because that's annoying. Because it's not mm. avant-garde, but you're just really yeah. tapping into something that's so specific and yet it's so fucking funny. Thank you. That's very flattering. I like. I'm very flattered by that. I oh, think God bless. it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. We're done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it kind of it kind of speaks to like even the point of when we started this podcast. You know, one of the things that we've always said that I think the three of us in comedy just in general have always sort of struggled with was we never really did well in sort of queer spaces because we it, we couldn't make fun of queer people. Yeah, like that's we, would it. Do, we would do jokes making mm. fun of ourselves and our dating life and also just queer people in general and it would sort of be silent and we're not not funny. And then we realize that there is a community of sort of queer people out there, mainly on the internet, who are willing to sort of poke fun at each other and, and yeah. are open to the idea of sort of, you know, roasting ourselves in a way. And you kind of do that through character. Totally. I also think I feel like so much of my introduction to like gay people in media, like in general, was through this like really strong armed like sincerity that was kind yeah. of like it gets better it gets yeah. better and like no hate yeah. and like and these things were, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. there's just the stuff where it's just like, where is the, uh, where is the cynicism? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like, yeah. not like I think being a cynical person is like necessarily the best thing. Now, not it's like, everyone's about to kill themselves. Like it's it's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we can we can occasionally exert a little cynicism into the dialogue, and it it won't. I mean, it, it, there's literally times online where like if you play the contrarian view on something related to gay rights or 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 gay culture or whatever. People will be like, you know what? Kids are still killing themselves <laughs> no, it's because like, of comments I don't, I'm like not... this. You're like, oh my exactly. god, Jesus! Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's so we we it's too our culture is really in a bad place. <laughs> and I mean, I think, I think I was reading in something. I think it was your conversation with John Early mm. in, in uh, Nylon or whatever, where you were talking about how you're from California, but you went to a private like all, was it all boys school? No, it was co-ed. But oh, the, yeah. bo- but the boys really ran the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was that like? I mean, you, you did you come out in high school? Mm, kind of. I started in high school, but I kept it very quiet. And then the day that I graduated high school, I, like, told everybody. Um, okay. But I was, like, a good student there. And, like, the, te- like, the faculty liked me. So I knew that if I came out, they would, like, try to nudge me into, like, giving some speech at assembly and, like, <laughs> to yeah. force me to be this like gay yeah. like the yeah. model gay kid to like make it seem like it was mm-hmm. like they didn't have a problem with like right you know <laughs> gay kids in the school or something um which they actually did make me do when I was in college they made me come back and I give a speech like, oh my god uh, just about I was being like, a gay guy <laughs> yes literally about being a gay guy oh. and then I show up and it was so sad actually because a bunch of faculty were there that I had no idea were gay and they were in the oh. audience and they were asking me questions like, aren't you afraid of people thinking that the fact that you're gay is the only thing about you? What? It's like what? the kind of stuff they would say. And I was like, <laughs> I'm 18. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, <laughs> Wait, where, where, is, where was this? Yeah. Well, where are you from? I thought, aren't you from Northern, aren't you from Northern California? I'm from LA. I grew up in Brentwood. Wow. Wait, <laughs> what school did you go what? to? I went to Brentwood. Oh, 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 sorry. I, for some wow. reason, was, I was, like, picturing a boarding school in, like, Kentucky or so something. I, oh, I mean, no. Yeah, I was picturing a boarding school, like, somewhere in the middle of the state. But that the makes Ozarks. no sense. <laughs> I know. I mean, but just because it's a, a, school's, a school, you know, ecosystem is very different from the society in which it is in, oftentimes. And, yeah. like, it can sometimes be a weird place to be if you're, you know, a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's oh, just, yeah. I, we're lucky because Alan with... went to high school where what was the deal? They put like the pride flag on, on, on the. Well, no, we went to no, and this is not a foreign thing too. I looked into it after you no, guys it's, were I'm so. I'm saying it's foreign it. to me, but, <laughs> but please, it's it. it um, in my high school, they had um, Glisten had like given out stickers that that teachers could put on the like the the uh, upside down triangle. Oh yeah, yeah, triangle, yeah, yeah, whatever it was, where like this was a safe space for queer kids to yeah. come and talk if you wanted to talk, and they would have that. And I went to school in Missouri in like a pretty conservative town, but the some teachers put it up, and it was just sort of a a thing. I though speaking to what you were saying, I all, I got asked as the only gay kid in my high school, I got asked to do an MTV True Life mm-hmm. moment. Do you remember that show? Yeah, oh, yeah. you're on yeah, yeah, yeah. True Life. I was not on it because it is the one thing that I was like, mm, that might be the exposure. Oh I don't wow! Need. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like literally, yeah, I yeah. was like, I would be on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> I'll be on America's Most Wanted. I'll do all of it, but not MTV True Life Anything talking about being MTV gay. True Life. Yeah. That is really funny. <laughs> 
That is funny. That is really funny. Ellie, did you have any gay teachers at your school? Um, there was one gay, well, yeah, there was, there were a couple of gay teachers. One was like a, a, um, very, he was like a, a scholar, like he was a scholarly type, like bearded and like had like a ponytail and, you know, yeah. like history was very, but, <laughs> yeah. but nobody knew, it was kind of like understood that he was gay. Then there was mm -hmm. another teacher who like led the GSA the year after I graduated, uh -huh. but she was Did like. Did you have a GSA when you were in high school? I don't, no, I don't think so. Mm. Okay. That's what? what I'm wondering about you, Joe. Like, how, did yeah. you, was there no GSA in your high school? Like, yeah, there was, but it was like full of like straight people. <laughs> I mean, like, is. it was it all always straight, is. But that actually, I was just like, I was just like so petrified. I was just petrified of like even like remotely intimating that I was gay. Like, in, and if I showed up at the GSA meeting in my mind, it was like I was coming out. It was like tantamount to coming out. So yeah, I wasn't going to do I that. I felt the same way. I remember that very distinctly that, that there was a GSA in my school and like in the yearbook, they would always take like a picture to put in the yearbook and it was like four people, like four like, four, like bisexual yeah. women or, uh, or girls from my class. And Mm -hmm. But I felt the same way. I was like, I, I was terrified to show up because I didn't want to be labeled gay. I was yeah. like walking around labeled gay. I don't get how walk like to me. I'm like everywhere I went, the bathroom I was labeled gay. You didn't get the asexual. You didn't get the asexual label. No, no, I was asexual. Too fat. fat people can't be asexual. <laughs> yeah. Fat people, fat people have to be desperate and horny and lonely. I see. And so of course I'm not asexual. I see. Oh my God, you're describing like Bruce of the Lanch. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not far off. I mean, by the way, the way Alan describes the way he smiled in high school, uh, oh, it, yeah. it sounds a yeah. lot like Bruce Valange. Because, Alan, didn't you say yeah. you smiled with your whole mouth? Yeah, so I was up? so fat that I had this double chin, you know, which I to, to this day I still do. And, and, and in drag sometimes I still do it. I find myself, you know, as Sadie, doing it sometimes where I'll get into the picture and I'll just open my mouth real wide and it'll just hide the double chin. So. Yeah, oh, we yeah. are, and there you. Everyone, that is a, that is a Bruce Valance. See it, <laughs> but that was yeah. very Bruce Valance. Now yeah. let's let's take a moment. I mean, obviously, look, our our regular listeners already know this, uh, but this podcast has a very strong relationship with a company called Can. It is, of course, a cannabis infused social tonic. We love it. We talk about it all the time, and we can't get enough. And, of it. and Joe, you were sweet enough to to join us for a moment, so we're gonna yes. perhaps uh, we you already cracked open your can. We're all gonna take like a little sip, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm uh, oh, I'm okay. sipping from my cranberry sage per usual. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm is... trying my Sava lime basil, a new flavor. <laughs> Whoa! By the way. Oh, yes. I thought it might be sativa, but it's actually not. Sava mm -hmm. is a queer founded cannabis marketplace in NorCal. Uh, which is so exciting because also I love lime. Okay. Oh. Lime is one of my favorite players. Joe, what did you think? I think it's absolutely delicious. Yeah. I love, I, I love flavored soda and I love uh, infusions. It's exactly Joe, right. let me tell you, let me tell you a little something that you can do with this drink. I've made oh, a, my own go. little mix. You know what I mean? My own little like nighttime mix. So I have my insulated cup here that I drink out of every single That's night. That's right. And I put, I put my little drink in there. You know what I mean? My little social CBD tonic. And then I add tea and a crystal light, right. a little mango crystal light, <laughs> and it actually is fantastic. I did it at my birthday party. Y'all didn't know this because you were they were there. Mm -hmm. I was drinking a crystal a light. Crystal light. Time. Did you have booze with a crystal light, or were you just no, like, no hey. booze? I was wow. just feeling myself in a calm way. I wow. love the idea of mm. of you drinking crystal light because, like, the last memory I had of it was like actually high school and like yeah. teachers who would like drink like 
lady teacher drinking crystal <laughs> yes. light. Like that's all I think of. Yeah, and I'm going to send you guys a picture for this episode, Joe. I I apologize that you will be part of this post. I will I will post a picture of a cabinet that I have full of crystal light. A cabinet. Oh wow. What's now really does funny it still? Too, no, go ahead, go, go ahead. No, go, go, Does go, it still go. come in the little, pa- like, the pa- well, packets? Like, what so, is it? How, is, Joe, how do you administer Joe, it? <laughs> let me tell you how I administer this, Joe. Yes, it does come in the little packets that you have to tear off, but sometimes it's hard. Maybe my hands are so delicate, I don't know, but it's sometimes hard for me to tear it, so I almost always use scissors, scissors sure, to cut it. Sure. But they have the big packets that you can make, like, big things of, like, tea jug stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And they have, that you can put, so sometimes I'll make a little Lipton tea, and I'll put those in there as well. It's, like, doubling up. Now, Delicious. Uh, what's your stance on Mio, Alan? Because I remember. I don't know what the hell Mio is. Mio came along, like, eight, ten years ago, and it's just, a, it's a, it's a, a liquid it's like pure sugar that you squirt into water to make to make it's water disgusting. more redeeming huh. it's I, repellent I, I but it's been around for water. like a decade Mio? I mean, no like, M- like m-i-o and it comes in like yep m-i-o it's and literally it comes in like I mean, it's eight different flavors it truly looks like it was like made at epcot in the 80s where they're like this <laughs> is the future and it's oh, and it's just right. like a way to make water colored it's so dumb colored and flavored but yeah oh, wow. it's the, it's the wow. dumbest and i was obsessed with it for a while because i thought it was i was using it to uh to flavor shots of like vodka at home <laughs> so oh, i was gonna I do shots of vodka at home i would i would do some mio because mm. it's like one it's like one calorie per serving or whatever are you are, do, are you wow. are you do you have a do you smoke do you do smoke weed or are you a pot person? Do you do the ganja, Joe? Right. Um, I I do now only basically before I sleep, mm. and I yeah. don't oh. I, because I can't like I cannot do anything if I'm high. I can't yeah. like me too. I can't do anything yeah. really like even be peaceful at home. I can go mm. to bed and like sleep yeah. through the night very easily. So if I like I feel like that, but that's it. I don't want to age you or anything, but like I do feel like, and I I'm a, I'm guilty of this too. To to use the CBD for a sleeping thing is like the entry to faggotry middle age. It is sort oh, of like yeah. It is sort of like I've been I, there for a while. I'm so stressed. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you though about your comedy is how you like like your characters go viral and you do your things on social media and you're you're really known for the stuff you do on TikTok and Instagram, but like. You also do live shows. How do you incorporate sort of like a lot of your, and you had been even before you were doing, you went viral on TikTok and stuff. You yeah. were doing comedy in New York for years. How do you like incorporate in, into your act? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. They're completely different. I don't do anything yeah. that I do online in person at all. Mm-hmm. I when don't, you do live when you do live comedy, when you do live stuff, you're doing stand up and then you just kind of fell into doing the two camera yeah. um comedy that just is sort of slice of I, I guess that's why I find it so interesting because it's a different craft. It's more like you're kind of satirizing people in like a kind of a slice of life thing that TikTok is essentially has become that's become such a huge part of it. Um and mm. again you're just really good at it. I just like I, I guess like Part of it is like I just think they're two. They're so different, like formally, yeah. that yeah. like mm-hmm. what plays live is like me making fun of the fact that I'm live and there's like someone right there in front of me and like, and so in a way it's like very similar to what I do like with the phone, but mm-hmm. it's just like treating each of the contexts mm-hmm. like yeah. as they are, I guess. But I don't really do yeah. characters live. 
I have because yeah. it's yeah. I, I, I don't know. But you do have a character named um, uh, Jeremy Trash. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Jeremy Trash? Well, he's like a okay. Well, this might this might be my most like cynical character. Sure. He's like he's a. I was just like responding to like all of these like streaming platforms like creating these like queer verticals basically. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. every single one of them has one now. Which yeah. also, it's like and they all have the they all have the Golden Girls. Yeah, or the, yeah, it's this weird thing. And then I know these people who get like hired by these streaming platforms, mm-hmm. and it's like, wait, what do you do? Like, what is your job? <laughs> right, like, right. what are you yeah. doing there? Are you like because you're That's genuinely like, like this? That is, I say that so often. What what does I don't understand what this person does yeah. like yeah. what yeah. job are you writing because i don't see yeah. you like Jobs. are you writing are you you're not acting you're not right. like on a show right. are right. you are you in just meetings all day which i think and is Jer- what it is i think <laughs> yeah. they're just it really like is meetings. meetings all I, day long. i love it because jeremy trash is he, he is an lgbtq content creator yeah which is and what they like, say right it's what it's like, people but what say. is that job I honestly don't know. Like, hire me. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, like, I'd love to be in meetings all day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably hate it, but I'd also take it, you know? I don't know. It's... I'm also fascinated by, like, the age like, like the age of, of Zoom, people being in Zoom meetings all day. Like, it kind of mm-hmm. has gone from people being, like, I'm swamped, I'm swamped, I'm swamped, to, like, oh, my God, back-to-back Zooms. I don't stop Zooming. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just like it feels like it's become the new excuse for for people like not responding or whatever. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah, Maybe being too busy for you. They're zooming all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm on a Zoom, <clears throat> which sounds like a drug. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is does. a drug. So also, you also went to. You actually came out when you, after high school. You came out at theater camp. Which is yeah, I want. I, I really want to know about yeah. this theater so camp. So on the nose. Because, Let's hear about it. Yeah, and okay. people cried. Like, yes, right? they cried. cried. Oh my god, it was so powerful. <laughs> you would have cried. Um, it was actually really powerful. It was <laughs> so. I don't know if I've told this exact story. Maybe I just did like a bit of it in like another podcast. But like, we were doing. We were writing a play about fear. And like the instructor, the camp counselor was like, Joe, you've been really quiet during this, during the, like. Were their hands clasped together? We were just like, there was this moment, she like looked at me, she's like, you've been really quiet, you haven't been talking, is there something on your mind? And I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about fear and (laughs) there's something I'm really scared of and it's coming out as a gay guy. Because that's what I am. Or like said it, but I said it in a very, very powerful way. And then everyone started crying. And crying, like then oh we had, God. everyone started crying. And then we had to take a break at that point. We needed wow, to take a break. And then everyone was hugging each other. Like they Wait, hugged where was me. This, where was this? The, I mean, I'm from New York. So I know that when I think of theater camp, I think of like, um, oh God, I'm forgetting the name of it. But there's a camp. It's not uh, like Idlewild or what is it called? No, not no, that, no. Um, it's in it, not interlocking. That's in the in, Midwest, yeah, yeah. but it's upstate. It's called. Camp, it's like a Broadway camp. It's it's genuinely like sounds to me, with all due respect, hell on earth. Um, it's mm. like a camp for mm. theater kids, uh, and there's yeah. a do, there's a move a fictional movie about the real camp called Camp. Um, mm. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Torture. Mm. But did you did you leave uh, California to go to a theater camp? Yes, this was like a this was in Oxford. It was in the oh. UK. 
What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What do your parents do? My parents are actors. <laughs> yeah. Good, good question, right? Are they? Um, yes, my parents are actors. Yeah. Oh wow! So you're really born into it. You had no uh, choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. They're kind of. They're. They were very supportive of this. Yeah. They oh, like wow. did not mind at all. Though I mean, they're not like they were like actors. Actors. Like my mom was the mom on Home Improvement. Um, oh. And Wait, Patricia Richardson. Yes, that's my mom. Can I tell you something about Patricia Richardson, then? Because I love her. Oh, good. Okay. More so, one of my favorite Patricia Richardson moments, which I VHS'd, thank you, as a child, was when she hosted the Emmy Awards with, with Ellen DeGeneres. DeGeneres. And she stood next to Ellen looking so uncomfortable. In- this came up just recently. We talked about this Yes, just because not- I posted it on Instagram. I love your mother. Tell her I love her, and I've supported her in everything she's done ever since. I'll tell her to listen. She'll, yeah. she'll, she'll I mean, love don't tell her to that. listen. She'll be offended. Okay, okay. She'll be so offended. Don't tell her to listen. Um, <laughs> but tell her I love her. I will, wait, I will. Can I ask you a quick question, then? Did you meet yeah. JTT when you were a kid? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, ever yeah, splooge yeah. to him? Oh, God, no. I was a, I was very young. Like, my mom oh, got right. that job. My mom, my parents, like, moved to LA and were like these working actors and then my mom got home improvement mm. and they were like oh, this is just going to be another pilot that gets canceled like it'll be good we, <laughs> you know it'll be fine like no. it'll be some income for us and like you know then you'll be able to take care of my twin sister and I right after this show gets canceled because every right. other show they did <laughs> got canceled and then yeah. it ended up just being this like monumental success out of right, the yeah. blue for them um and she's the shit. She was on yeah. West Wing too. She was the shit on West Wing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, like a, she's, like, she's like the queen of SAG, I think. Right? She was like the lo- <laughs> she was the uh, local board president in LA. Love it. Of SAG. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yes. and it was great because I was on I was on like set. I was on like my first TV show for like a, a while this summer. I was shooting Search Party, and so I would like text my mom whenever I was getting like contract stuff and I'd be like it's okay like is this does this make sense you know like are they treating us fairly and like you know because she's just like she knows every union rule like the back oh of her yeah. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. yeah good for yeah. her that's great yeah it's good I mean I liked you before we started but I like you more now. <laughs> <laughs> okay good I have to admit tell her that I will I will Joe, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm so glad we finally got to have you on. And just as a note, if you want to look it up, it's called Stage Door Manor. That is the camp um, in, I think it's upstate yes. New York, or it's Massachusetts, or the Berkshires, or something. Oh, it's in Lexington, yeah. Massachusetts. And the movie camp is something else. Um, and <laughs> I, Joe, I, I hope it wasn't, I hope it was a, a lot uh, more cringe than your experience at Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very, no, I ha- it was like a very wholesome, that was like s- sincerity era for me. Yeah. I'm just imagining Jennifer Saunders just hugging you and being like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> right. It's going to be okay. Well, jo- uh, Joe, where can people follow you uh, online? Uh, at Joe Castle Baker across all platforms. Thank you so much. And it's, Wonderful. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Thanks again yeah. for being here. We appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. And another thing. So I thought it'd be fun because so often, uh, uh, just in, in, I guess, queer Mm -hmm. culture, um, I think now more than ever with the the fact that we have so much, you know, access to media um, and social media all all the time, people are always looking to sort of um, canonize and talk so, so uh, um, easily and nonchalantly mm-hmm. about icon icons and being iconic, you yeah, know. Right. And I think camp is is part of that. So I think it's so easy for people to talk about like queer icons that I thought it would be interesting to talk about 
people, mm -hmm. figures, famous, more, more so famous than not, who are certainly not uh, yeah. homophobes, but that you wouldn't necessarily call a queer icon and somebody who, to that point, probably isn't should be uh, should be a queer icon right see now this is where i don't think it's a when these when we be. get into these kind of lists this is where brent and i start to make fun of elliot uh quite often because <laughs> you know brent and i will give names that you know in 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 certain worlds and certain circles yeah it makes sense they're going to be gay icons elliot will go down a road so deep so meta so left field that he'll put dana carvey on a list of possible yeah. gay icons <laughs> Well, I, actually, I, That's not I, get the list. I get Dana Carvey. I get Dana Carvey because Dana Carvey used to like perform in That is not a reason wait, wait, to be gay. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. You're missing the point. The point is that this person, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that they maybe should be gay. I like the idea that they're, they're kind of bereft of they should get respect within the queer community. So, they should be a gay icon. Is that that's what you're saying? No, no. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying they wow. should. What I'm we saying is the that mark on this. you can't really say. Well, I think yeah, I I'm think sorry. I I'm sorry. What I'm trying to say is like Dana Carvey. Even I'm, even if you like Dana Carvey is not like fabulous, and you can't be like, oh, Dana Carvey is like my icon. You like no gay person is ever going to say Michael Jordan is like my icon or or like Zoe Deschanel is iconic. You know, like nobody's going to say that. So I was trying to pull names of people who yeah. sort of but but you're saying the these these people should, should be like no no gay person does talk about zoe de chanel as being iconic but they probably should because she has no. she checks a bunch well then what's the of, list i don't understand wait no 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 what's if two people list? react to the I'll list in the same way it's <laughs> probably <laughs> i i th i think your list is i think your list is the problem <laughs> i meant people devoid of the ability to be seen as as like queer icons in any capability, in any okay. light. Because we've talked before about people, obviously like Lorraine Toussaint or like, you know, left left turn people that should absolutely be queer icons. But I like the idea of people who just never could, even if they're okay. totally on our side, no one is ever gonna be like, yeah, Salon okay. is more so, All right, so, so, let, so let's pick one from your list, Elliot, and let's okay. and walk us yeah. through it. And let's start with Michael Jordan. <laughs> Because Michael Jordan was an interesting one because I thought I always thought of him as very classically handsome. Yeah, he is very classically handsome. And so that handsome. was sort of what I was thinking you were going with it. So Elliot, no. explain your Yeah, why explain. why should he be a well I'm I'm used to getting disagreed with him during this conversation, but Elliot, go ahead and tell sure. us your logic. Sure. So when you look at somebody like Michael Jordan, he is obviously a you know classically handsome. He's so, he's such an icon of the '90s, and not just beyond athletics, but like his his life as a brand and the yeah. way it fed sure, into different yeah. types of brands and merchandise became all consuming. And so he was really a big part of childhood. Space for 90s Jam, kids. yeah. That Space yeah. Jam, of course. That all being said, I would not imagine that he's homophobic, and yet there is no world in which he has gay appeal. Really? Okay. That's what I mean. Michael Jordan has no. Yeah, gay I mean, I, I, I see it. what you're saying, which is I do, I've never heard Michael Jordan reference at a gay bar. You know exactly, and that's and uh, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I definitely okay. mis, mis I misdiagnosed right. okay. the 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 assignment, but I'll just go through my list real quick because <laughs> yeah. I like my. All right, <laughs> I'll just so, go through real quick. Ken okay. Jeong, Dana Carvey, Alanis Morissette, Dennis the Menace, so not gay. Zoe Deschanel, Chuck Schumer, Terry Polo, Adam Duritz <laughs> of Counting Crows. Carrie Underwood, Weird Al, and then the one that Alan disagrees well, with. And I also, Annie Potts. yes, Annie Potts, I, I, I firmly believe she is definitely in the realm of sort of like a Lorraine Toussaint gay icon, fully. Um, and mm -hmm. so is and so Maybe. is Carrie Underwood in some degree. Carrie Underwood is very no. gay friendly. 
And by the way, no one in the world knows who Elaine Toussaint is, but go ahead. It's Lorraine. 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 Who cares? And I do. Do. (laughs) And she's very important to Annie Potts. Well, that's that's two out of about 10 people worldwide. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm done. Brent, you go. I'm sorry. No, you should explain, Brent, that yours Um, is you and I took the same. Yeah. So so obviously my list was like a little askew. Yes, um, I apologize again. No, I, Elliot, I, Elliot, you don't have to apologize. It's fine. <laughs> um, but my list is I, so perhaps a little askew, but we'll reset. And I always thought, you know, obviously Alan Turing, uh, the famous statistician who helped crack the, the Nazi code, and Nate Silver is gay, but has like zero gay appeal. Yes. Uh, and I, I just think that's like really interesting that like he, you know, I mean, he's just, he's very out of the box for gay people. And I obviously think that's a great reminder. Um but he's out of the I box put, for you as a gay person. Uh, yeah, yes. He, but like, I think most people are just like, it, he doesn't have that gay, a queer appeal to him, but to you, the way your brain works, that appeals to you. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. That is that is what I like about him. Yeah. Now, I didn't know this, and this was this was uh, an aside that I assumed we'd had. I put Julie Andrews that blew me away. I didn't know that she had a gay following. I had a visceral reaction to that because she is such... <laughs> I didn't know oh, she had a gay following. Huge with the gays to the point where she, but, she got an Academy Award nomination for a film where she is in a film with all gay men and they're all in drag and she's in drag. Yeah, but that's not her It is, though. Movie. It's one of her famous... <laughs> like she's, she's, not, she's got an Oscar nomination. Victor Victoria, it it's huge. Let me guess. Is is Elaine Dussant <laughs> in it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, she's definitely a gay icon. I actually Boy. was, I was with Brent on this. I didn't. I don't think. I, I until this I moment, I, I would. I would take Julie it to Andrews every listener, every appeal. single faggot listening to this podcast. They will all respond. Uh, Julie Andrews is definitely yeah, within put, the put, realm put of the gay Instagram. icon. Look, I'm not. I'm not going to die on this hill. It's. It's not. Uh, I, I. I'm not blown away that she is. I guess uh, to me, I. I is someone who actually really likes some of her songs, and maybe some of them are on my iPod <laughs> Nano. Uh, but like, I just feel like I don't hear Julie Andrews talked about. You know, you know, Elliot uh, has like listened I to "I Have Confidence." To talk. You know it. You know <laughs> right. What? Um, From what's some I Have Confidence? The yeah. Sound of Music. Um, okay, so, yeah, yeah. My, well, uh, to, to finish off oh, my list, I'll say Tiny Tim, that weird singer, Tiny Tim, and Kristen Cinema, Senator Kristen Cinema. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Who the moderate who dresses? Very I think Kristen Cinema has cool. very like very sassy yeah, yeah. appeal to. I think like she's very sexy, kind of very and much so. Tiny yeah. Tim. I mean, again, I totally misdiagnosed the assignment, but I think Tiny Tim has has much queer I, potential and had what an oddball he yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, fully. Yeah. I mean because because I got right, the assignment Alan. wrong, I'm only gonna mention one person from my list because the rest of it is all pretty spot on. Okay. Um but uh Richard Nixon. <laughs> because oh, Richard Nixon, even though he was Absolutely. not necessarily a fan of the gays, his administration was, of course, during Stonewall, and it was during the gay rights movement, and it was during the, the early days of the gay rights movement. And he was quoted by, he did call it an illness at one point as well, but in, in like a kind way by being like, they can't help it, so we should let them have rights because they are who they are, and they're born that way. And that, that was his logic. Yeah. And so he had a quote being like, they're born that way, you know that, that's all I think they are. And he, he wasn't necessarily like a gay rights pioneer, but you know, he he probably was like, there's, there's homosexuals out there. Well, 
by the way, Lady Gaga was quoting Richard oh, Nixon when yes. she wrote when she wrote <laughs> yes. Born This Way. She is yeah. a Republican. A lot of people don't oh know. My God. <laughs> Most of her songs are Richard Nixon yeah. speeches yeah. that have been. I am. Uh, I will say. Uh, I will say. I am bummed yeah. because I got the assignment wrong that I can't talk about Mary Berry and um, Prulith Pru- Pru- from from the oh, British Bake Off because I think yeah. they're huge that was a really underrated gay icons and and my Gail King. I th- that was a really good point. That was a really and, and Gail, Gail King, King. I think straddles the line because so many gay guys look at Oprah as being queer. I'm all about so Gail. queer adjacent. She is like the face of yeah, so no. many gifts. Yeah, but I think Gail King. She just falls more in yeah, our fully, lane. Fully, <laughs> you know, she really fall and and always sort of rooting yeah. for the underdog. Yeah. I think that's an element to it. So I think mm. she has. I do think she has gay appeal. But again, it's like very, very yeah. distinct. Let's see. Oprah's uh, broader. Let's see if we can get her on the I podcast. Her or uh, wait, can I, can I just give one little one. story about Gail King this week because it was probably the best moment yeah. of the week. Oh, I was watching my Gail King in the mornings. You know, I watch her every single morning, and one of her co-hosts, the new mm, co-host, was talking about how he, you know, he the the uh, he called he called it the sprinkler system is cut off because of um, he's got the surgery to make him not have baby, like not be able to. What is that? Oh, okay. Vasect- oh yeah, yeah. vasectomy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Gail Vasect- King. Yeah essentially made all right like she called out an ejaculation joke during a morning show and i was just like gail wow. king wow. this is why you are a gay icon yeah yeah, yeah. Her daughter <laughs> no she had the baby all right yeah oh, congrats, congrats. To the king. okay i love her kirby all right. I, love, I love girl named kirby i love oh all of our discussions devolve into top into <laughs> discussing morning, <laughs> morning <TV. laughs> What would, what would your, your aunt, aunt say? Uh, Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard today? I would listen to the podcast, The Murder of Robert Wan, <laughs> but I'm assuming it's liberal media bullshit. <laughs> More liberal media bullshit. <clears throat> my, um, my aunt Joanne would say, I don't believe Lorraine Toussaint or Elaine Toussaint. I don't believe either of them are real. <laughs> Never heard of either of them. Yeah. Uh, and Anne would Anne. say, I don't know if they're gay icons, but Annie Potts and Lorraine Toussaint in any day now on Lifetime, that was everything. That is my show. <laughs> but yeah. I, we were talking to Joe, his his mom, Patricia. Uh, yeah. Uh, Richardson. Uh, Richardson. I thought she was on a sh- I confused that oh, show, no. Any Day Any Now, day was now Strong is Medicine. So, strong Medicine was also good, but Any Day Now was so good. I interviewed Lorraine Desant, and oh. I asked her about Any Day Now and how angry I, I am that it's not on DVD. Mm. It's still, I think, I mean, we were going into a Lorraine Toussaint K-hole, but she was like the, a villain on an incredible Black, season. And I was like, this is going to, but this is going to like blow oh, her, God. blow her. And it her, didn't. Like, it didn't. She didn't get a nomination for yeah. it. I told her how angry I was about that. Brent, you would know, you know, you'd know who she was if you saw her, Brent. Yeah, I was actually going to say, I just based on her name, I assumed I kept picturing like sort of Faye Dunaway no. light, like a woman in her 70s who's been on Broadway most she's of her a, career. She's a classically trained, and... amazing African-American actress who like who just has done everything, but she's best known for her TV work. Oh, yeah. got it. She's done yeah. everything. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> catch our Patreon show, <laughs> the, the Lorraine, the Lorraine Toussaint That would be an hour. incredible Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm right. Elliot. All right. Bye, guys. I'm Elliot Glazer. Bye, guys. I'm Brent Sullivan. Bye, guys. I'm H.L. and Scott. Follow me on Instagram. Waved. Twitter. Yeah, you, you did. Waving. You waved. Bye.